Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I'm Aaron. I'm Steven. And I am Josh. He is Josh. <laughs> uh, today we have a, um, a dicey subject. To mask or not to mask is the mm. podcast title, and we're going to get into it, but that's going to be the second half of the podcast, so there's going to be two parts to this. The first of which is truths to remember in this toxic culture, and then the second is to mask or not to mask. So don't jump to the end. Parents, listen up to the first part of this because it it directly flows into the mask conversation. So right off the bat, uh, and I might also add that the point of this podcast is to try to – my hopes is parents would have – uh, a greater understanding and ability to live in this day and age, like right now for the rest of 2020, that they would know how to live in a faithful way to lead their family, to love God, yeah. you know, and to please him. Totally. Like, whatever that looks like, because 2020 has been crazy and it's not over yet. Who knows what's going to happen? What does it look like to be a Christian in 2020 right now mm-hmm. and to move forward? So yeah. that's the goal. Right off the bat, toxic. Toxic means causing unpleasant feelings so josh and steven so we're not talking about the chemicals correct okay well they just making sure i think they're called toxic because they cause unpleasant feelings but that's, <laughs> another. <laughs> that's another thing so toxic our definition is um causing unpleasant feelings so yeah. josh and steven if you guys had like 30 seconds what are the ingredients in our culture right now that cause it to be toxic and skyline how do you and how do you see, <laughs> see teens yep. struggling with yeah it? So, shoot yeah i think like some of the some of the things that make the culture toxic is one it, the the inability to listen to other people ding, ding. um there's a lot of what what we call you know confirmation bias so it's like a lot of people i think myself included will develop really strong opinions on far sides from each other mm. Um, or no opinion at all, one yeah. of one or the other, I think, and we struggle to be able to truly evaluate and listen to someone else's thoughts that are different than ours. And even if we still in that conversation disagreeing, people don't seem to be able to like be like, yeah, but I'm still for you, and I'm still for you as my brother. Right. Um, people don't know like, how to disagree. They don't know how to disagree. Yeah. We have strong opinions, and we don't know how to make the strong opinions um, still be able to love each other. Yeah. And so, so then you. It's unpleasant, and you don't want to talk about anything of importance because you're worried of how it's going to affect your relationship with someone else. Totally, yeah. And I think to go along with that, I think anything that you're unsure of can make you feel uncomfortable. So, like, if a topic is brought up that you just really have no idea about, um, that's one thing. And Mm -hmm. also another way of saying what you were saying at the end is just we're we're constantly being – and this is being enforced. Different is bad. Right. And that's not mm. true, but that is what we are being told. Yeah, I think I think what you're saying about no no opinion or uh, uh, just being unsure. Un- unsure of things is kind of what I was saying with no opinion. Yeah. And that it's super uncomfortable when you see two sides yeah. and you don't know what you think. You don't know it what is. you believe. Because you don't, you, you don't know where you land. Yes. And, and I've been seeing people think they call it politically homeless or right. like homeless on an opinion it's like so then you're uncomfortable and it's like everyone's talking about this i don't even know how to have a conversation about it because i don't know what i think so now i feel like the guy that doesn't have the information so there's like shame attached to that all right right, yeah all right this is all excellent (laughs) toxic how do you guys see teens struggling like kids in your ministries 
struggling with this specifically? You've got like 15 seconds, Josh. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's whatever, whatever your home culture is, if they, it can just be easy for them to see something that's different and automatically assume that not only is it wrong, but it it's bad. Mm. Um, that can be a scenario that I, I, I yeah. have seen that. Yeah. I see kids struggling with it where like they're seeing so, I mean, they're seeing the polar opposite opinions and trying to figure out, I think, how can people come to such different yeah. beliefs with the same information? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you see whether it's the same video and you come to two completely different like conclusions about the video or the same conversation, you come to com- two completely different conclusions. So it's like a kid then has to decide which side do I side with depending upon their yeah. friends, their yeah. culture, their school, their family, yeah. their church. Yeah. And and then it becomes this struggle. It's like, I, I don't even understand. How can we come to so different views on things? Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard to wrestle with. I would, I would say that the biggest thing I see with teens you know, my students right now is threefold. You guys already said it. Students are either, there's like a pool of students and the ones that are, you can either sink or you can go up. And to go up is you figure out what you believe and you get good at arguing and debating it and mm-hmm. talking about it. Right. And it's like, that's that's kind of what rising up is. And, and you'll find people that side with you. and mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's like, there's this group thing. But either way, it's this, you know, information about stuff that's being talked about and it's a debate and it's an argument and that's not entirely wrong but what is wrong is when it causes you to neglect loving and caring for people Mm -hmm. and what happens is there's a bunch of people the majority of people who don't know what they think they don't know what they believe Mm -hmm. they're so they're the politically homeless you said and what happens to them is the other people rise up who are arguing it's kind of shaming and belittling to people who don't know, and it just makes them want to be quiet because if they open yeah. their mouth, they just have to follow suit with this yep. argue debate thing. Hundred yeah, yeah. percent. And it, it just is this—it's toxic because you got people who are offended, and people who are really arrogant and prideful, and it's just this—it's uh, a recipe for like a really bad dish. <laughs> like it's just yeah. not going to make anything good. Yeah. Uh, from this, so. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about how, how we can not necessarily get out of this mess, but how can we sort through it? Um, Mm. so a reminder, culture is culture. We've talked about it before on a podcast. I think, did we do one on culture? I don't think I was here for it. I don't, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. We talked about culture. Yeah. Culture is, um, culture is made up by what is valued. Right. Right. So here's another question. Values. What are the values being competed over right now, do you think, mm. in our culture? So our teens, Grace Fellowship Church, the families that we see and we minister to, what are the competing values? Yeah. I would say in, in any argument with any amount of validity or intensity to the argument, both sides have good values ultimately that they are supporting Mm -hmm. they just may be supporting one in a a magnified way of another Mm -hmm. so i think like one one big argument of values right now we see is my rights versus other people's safety Mm -hmm. and like is is our personal rights more important or is the safety of other people more important and like both are extremely important and valued and it just becomes it becomes a big tension over right. over which yeah. should be the most yeah i think lifted that's up. one of the biggest that yeah. i see too yeah i agree i mean i would it's the exact same thing the the caveat i would say is the problem with whenever you emphasize something 
it can make it seem like you don't care about the other. So yes. I know people who are very much like, man, I, I, I believe this way because I, like, I don't want to lose my personal rights, blah, 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 however you want to say that. But I know they care about people. For sure I know they care about people mm-hmm. and love Jesus. And so like, it's, ju- it's just hard when you, you can't just assume something yeah. because something is maybe emphasized. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. What, what, what else would be rights? I think uh, are things that people di- values people are disagreeing about. I'd say like, um, like even like government versus people, yeah. like who has authorities, like say? what what is valued, uh, the majority versus the minority. Right. What is valued, like what what e- even even now, just like what is effect, what people believe is effective. Mm. And so, like, I, I, I have yeah, this the, value the, of yes, this is effective. Of, this is going to work. Right. This isn't going to exactly. work. And people disagree. Yep. 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 Um, I, I would say, and maybe this is oversimplifying it, but I see a lot of teenagers um, and parents, maybe this is you parents, be convicted, you know, maybe for, for God's glory. Uh, and I am even with my own wife and family as we talk about it and with you guys as we talk about it and other people. There's a value of I want to be right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna go yeah. down with the ship on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of being willing to be wrong, like there's yeah. a value, and I think parents model that and kids follow suit. Um, and we're seeing it all over in our culture, big picture as far as the country. So, a couple things to remind parents of, and then I've got one more question um, for you guys. So number one, God is in control of who is in control. He always has been, and he always will. Um, that's a truth that you can take to the bank, and if you've forgotten it, be reminded of it and rest a little bit easier tonight because of it. Um, and the second thing that I want to remind you of is the way that you tell the difference between real faith and fake faith is by testing it. Mm. So it's like for the first time in my life, I my faith is being tested unlike any other time in my life because so many things that I have been holding on to, I no longer can. Right. And I'm having to trust God's promises, ones that I knew I and said that I trusted before, but now right. it's like I'm actually having to, to cling to it and remind myself of it because without it, I'd be running to so many other different things to try yes. to, you know, ease my anxieties and fears and frustrations. So, I mean, remembering those two different things in a great book, Thriving in Babylon is a book. Pastor Brad has used it in his sermon a long time ago. I don't remember it, but go check out Thriving in Babylon. Super excellent book. Very good. Um, Super, super excellent. Very encouraging. Last question before we switch, and we got to rush through this, guys, before we get to the mask question. What is one way parents can trust God today and help their students to do the same? You got like 15 seconds. Think about it. What is one way parents can trust God and help their parents to do the same? Pray with your kids. Like, set intentional time to pray with your kids about the things that are worrying you. So, like, show... I have a friend right now. They don't have teenagers, but they have uh, younger kids, and they are showing... They they experienced a really big loss. They are showing their little kids how to take grief to Jesus. Mm. Show your kids how to take concerns to let them hear what you're worried about you're concerned about let them hear how you pray for the president or the president to be or how you pray for church leadership yeah let them let them in on what you're struggling with yes i would say the number one or a thing that i can think about is that be willing to trust god that you don't 
have to know all the answers Amen. Yeah. or um, and hold the answers you think you know loosely. Um, yeah. The opinions that you come to, the beliefs that you come to, I, I always have to remind myself that's like, man, there are so many Jesus-loving people that come to different conclusions than I. It's, it, it's very prideful for me to then think that like I know 100% this is yeah. right. And especially if it's not something that's like clearly said in scripture, it's like, <laughs> yes, then it's like, okay, I need, I need to trust God enough to, to assume the best about people, to love people and understand, Hey, I could be, I could be wrong. So I'm going to hold my beliefs loosely. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's good. So second part of the podcast, keep podcast here um to mask or not to mask and the reason you know we picked that phrase or whatever is because it's a hot topic because you know schools you know ones that are in person are making you wear masks church you know is in person at the different campuses some people while you're at church take them off some people keep them on there's all of this uh inconsistency out there as far as you know, do we do it? Do we not do it? And then there's people who believe different things about if we should do it or not do it. And it just is confusing mm-hmm. and frustrating and annoying and aggravating and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. <laughs> and, it's, yeah. and, and if you're anything like me, I want to be told what to do. And some people don't. And, yeah. people don't. <laughs> and I don't want to be told. What to do, but plenty yeah. of people like, don't. It's easier and Different more values. comfortable yeah. for me when if I understand reasoning, somebody tells me what to do. It's like, sweet, I can do that. But right now, there's people. It, it's confusing. So yeah. that's that's why we picked it, and we want to be able to help you parents talk with your kids about it. And um, so, a couple questions. But before we get to that, we think that as far as with the mask conversation, it's not about the masks. Right. So the issue really is it's about the ideals and values that the masks represent. So everything we've talked about up to this point, the masks are kind of, you know, if you wear a mask, people are making assumptions like, oh, I bet I know what that person believes about such right. and such because they wear a mask. Like, oh, they're staying six feet apart. I bet you they, I know what they think about, you know, politics or about mm-hmm. government or about safety or, oh, they're not wearing a mask. Oh, man. Yeah. I bet I know what they think about there's, so the masks are just this this glimpse into what like who people are almost and it's kind mm. of it's very interesting there's this divide that's happening and some people are doing it because they're told to and some people are doing it because of health stuff and then there's people who aren't doing it because they disagree with all of it so you've got these camps that are forming and motivations so how do we see through that and because it's not about the masks it's a heart issue so let's right. go let's go to there two things that I want to talk about, Stephen, you hit on it just a second ago, and this is where we're going to end. Uh, it's about humility, and it's about faith and trust. So mm-hmm. you said hold loosely to what you want, your understanding, the things that you think you know. Yeah. So how is this, the mask thing, how can parents connect with their students in regards to humility and masks? How can parents connect with their students? I would say, I mean, even... A lot of this stuff start. I mean, it starts with the family. It starts with the conversations that you're having. It starts with the way you talk about other people. It starts yeah, yes. with the way you talk about beliefs that people are making, conclusions people are coming to, and like, not. You can have strong opinions and convictions and beliefs, yeah. but are we belittling other people that mm-hmm. come to different conclusions? That then is going to carry off on your kids. Yeah. And and what they believe. So what I see a lot is on both sides. It's like, yep. and and because and for parents, it's because they believe something very strongly. Yeah. And and they they I believe the best, even if they do come to the strongest conclusions, and then they talk, 
you know, negatively about others. It's because they really, really believe that the other side is harming people Mm -hmm. one way or another. They believe that it is harming people. And that's why it's so intense is because, I mean, so it's the same. I'm going to say that mm, it's the same thing kind of with the abortion conversation Mm. is that people come to huge conclusions and the value sets are different. And while we come from a a biblical Mm. standpoint that says that a life is a life and that is valued and mattered and I'm against abortion always. And that's why I will, I will be against abortion till I die. People that are for abortion, they believe that the people that are against abortion are harming people. Mm -hmm. And the people that are against abortion, like I am, would say that they are harming people. So that's why there's these such strong convictions and it's good to have strong convictions, but you have to be willing to say, I, though I believe that this is wrong, I can understand how you're coming to that conclusion and then I can love you. So I can understand how someone is coming to a far conclusion about this or that because it's, I see the value sets they're bringing. And then I have to be able to hold mine loosely and say, I still love you. This is still what I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to demine you as a person because of your opposite like mm-hmm. conclusion. Sure. I hope that made sense. It yeah, didn't it like does make say sense. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like for me, it's not about getting somebody to say, okay, fine, you're right. It's about convincing them of what is true. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the way to do that is to not argue and debate. Sometimes it's to listen and to seek to understand oh, first. Yeah. And that is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I So, I mean, it, it comes back to the value conversation, I think. Like, what do you value in your home? Um, I think to figure out what should you value. Should you value what – I'm going to say this a little strongly – you Go should ahead. not value what your political party values. You should not value whatever uh, is on your voter registration above all else. What color is it? Red or blue? Exactly. It's blue. Like I'm clicking that one. Yellow. It doesn't matter. Like it. You should not. That is not your primary. What your primary should be is what God says in His Word. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, think about like uh, Romans. 12 talks about outdoing each other and showing mm. honor. Uh, let love be without hypocrisy. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, you need to believe all things, hope all things. Mm-hmm. That is what Jesus' followers are called to, and that should, above all else, influence every interaction. It should influence how you come across to different people with have your strong convictions. I was going to say, That's just like wrong. I was talking about yeah. with the abortion, yes. please come to a strong yes. conclusion about that. Yes. So I hope that wasn't confusing, but it's no, like you can no. still love people yes. that disagree. Yes. yes. And you do it by listening. Yeah. You do it by, by trying to be empathetic and trying to put yourselves in. But please show off the heart of not your political party. But the Father who has sent Jesus to reconcile yeah, all yeah. things to Himself. So, yeah. So I mean, to wrap up here, we're already over as far as time, but this is this is a really much needed conversation. I would say to sum up what you said, Josh. I would say, um, if what you believe causes you to neglect what God commands, yes, then you're wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't care. And, I don't care if your belief is founded on facts or science or, you know, observation. It's like if it causes you to neglect obeying God, then you need to step down. Yeah. Like it, you can't. That's what trumps is obeying God. And so that leads into um, faith and trust, which, you know, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. Mm. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths yes. straight. Yes. 
it's there's a promise attached to making your path straight and being able to ha- act wisely and live yeah. wisely but it has to do with trusting god and his ways yes not your own understanding yeah and right now everybody's got their own understanding but if you if that's going to keep you from loving mm-hmm. and preferring people then you're wrong. Yeah. Guess what? Your path is not going to be straight. Like right. you're not trusting God because God has given commands. And even though we're in a fog, you know, everything's smoky and everybody can't see clearly and everybody's kind of taking steps and bumping into each other and stepping in potholes and on landmines. It's like, how do we get through this? All you can do, parents, I mean, and what Josh, Stephen, like all we can do is take this, you know, a couple steps at a time, but stay in God's word yeah. and seek to trust him. Right. And it's not about focusing on what we don't know and all of the stuff that we're trying to figure out. It's like all we have to do is trust God with that and focus on what we do know. And God has given us commands. And parents, God's given you commands Mm. that you need to follow and that your kids need to follow. So um, three things that I would say, parents, in closing, Steve and Josh, add to this if you want. You know, we're I won't add to it. I'll I'll let you. I'll let you wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, we need to wrap it up. Common sense. You know, parents, you got to help your kids see that. What I mean by that is. Common sense, the Christian common sense is you need to be preferring other people. Yeah. You need to seek to love people. If you're not doing that, then you're wrong. So I don't care what you're debating. If you're not seeking to love people and prefer other people. First Corinthians 13 says you're a noisy symbol. Yeah. Like and if it, you've ever heard a noisy symbol, it's annoying. <laughs> um, second thing is students need to submit to parents and submit to authority. And ultimately, parents and students need to submit to God. We all need to submit to God. And Mm -hmm. only then, when we're submitting to God and trusting him, will we be able to be meek and to be able to have confidence and power and influence before other people. So um, Mm. processes, resources, uh, thriving in Babylon. Go read Daniel chapters 1 through 7 for some perspective. Uh, You think our culture is bad. Go read that. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 1. Uh, in the book of Proverbs. Mm. So that's what we would say to go do. If you're not in the Word, you're going to keep struggling. Yeah. Get in the Word. Get on your knees. We love you guys. We're done. Peace out. See you next week.